good afternoon, good night, whatever it is. <laughs> oh man, welcome to Camarillo Community Church here on Christmas Eve. We're so glad to have you here. I know what you're thinking, man, he's wearing a sports coat. Don't get used to it. In about 45 minutes, it goes back in the closet until Easter. And so... Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you saw my Facebook post this week. I said, uh, all I want for Christmas is two things. Uh, one is that my 49ers would win over the Jacksonville Jaguars. And two was an iPhone 10. And then I went to study for this message and God blessed me. The 49ers are winning right now. And uh, the Bible says the prayers of a righteous, righteous man availeth much. And so uh, now all I'm waiting for is one of you to buy me an iPhone 10. If you want to make the baby Jesus smile. That's horrible. <laughs> no, welcome. We're so glad you're here. My name is David Hurtado. I'm the lead pastor here at Camp CC. Uh, maybe a lot of you are new to me and I'm new to you. I try to do this thing where I hang out afterwards in the patio. I'll do that today. If you uh, want to come by and say hello, I'd love to put a face with a name and, and try to get to know as many people as possible. And so I will be there. Make sure you come up uh, if you get a chance to do that. Uh, I'd love, love to be able to connect that way. We've been in this series uh, for four weeks now called Emmanuel, responding to the event that changed the world. And uh, Emmanuel, the, the, the term, the title just means God with us. And the idea is that after 400 of silent years between Malachi and the book of Matthew, uh, all this time of silence from God, God comes back on the scene through this Emmanuel event where Jesus Christ would himself become flesh. And so all of a sudden this Emmanuel event changes the world. And we've been looking at uh, different responses that we've seen in the scriptures. How did people respond to this event? And so we looked at Mary, Joseph, religious leaders. We've looked at uh, Herod. We've looked at everywhere. And at the very end of every message, we've always asked ourselves, now how should we respond? Uh, because of what we see and what we read here, how, what is incumbent upon me? How should I respond now because of what I read, because of what I see? And we're going to do that today as well. And I promise you, kids, at the very end, we got a gift for you. You're going to come forward. We're going to get you. You're going to unwrap it. We're going to turn down the lights. You're going to light up the world. And it's awesome. And if it breaks, your parents told me they'll buy you 10 more. It's so good. And so we're going to get there together, and it's going to be a fun time. We're going to try to make it as painless as possible. Um, but first, what I want to do is just kind of tell you a story of uh, kind of a Christmas memory for me. About 18, 16, 18 years ago, I actually worked at a church in the San Fernando Valley. It's called the Church at Rocky Peak. It's in between uh, San Fernando Valley and Simi Valley. There's an area there called Rocky Peak. You might have gone hiking there before. And uh, they built a church then. They called it the Church at Rocky Peak because that's where it's at. And so I was working there, and uh, it's a kind of a monster church. I was in the middle school department. Uh, there was a pastor, four interns or so, another 20 to 30 young adult staff, and 100, uh, 130 junior high kids running around. And uh, we were sitting there as a team and saying to ourselves, how do we get these kids um, who we know, and, and maybe if we're honest, we put ourselves in the same camp, who we know struggle with materialism and it's a season of giving and it's Christmas. And how do we get them to really understand the true meaning of Christmas? How, how do we get the kids not only to know it, that they're privileged, but to feel it? And, and so we were de debating and brainstorming and coming up with ideas that we, what we can do. And we came up with this one idea. What if we got our kids to come bring gifts to us on our normal? Normally, we, 
week, week kind of our, our, our meeting during the week, and we would wrap these gifts. And then what if we could find an organization that we could go and deliver these gifts to? Maybe we could find an organization with underprivileged kids, and we can give these gifts away to them. And so it was my job to find this ethereal, you know, uh, kind of organization. So I hit Google, and I started writing and, and, and looking for any kind of uh, a nonprofit organization I could find in L.A. And we looked at rescue missions. We looked at homeless shelters. We looked at a children's hospital. We looked at inner city organizations. And then I stumbled upon an organization that really piqued my interest. It was a battered woman's shelter. I found this website online, and all it had was a phone number. It wouldn't give you an address, obviously. These are women in hiding with their children, trying to hide from a husband or a loved one who's battered them. And so I call on the phone, and I said, listen, we're trying to do this thing where we're trying to bless an organization for Christmas. We're going to have all these gifts. We want to deliver them. And the lady said, oh, yeah, no problem. You can do that. We'd love that. Send, you know, bring, bring 100 and some odd gifts. All you got to do is the person who delivers has got to be background checked. Just got to have a background check for the one person who delivers because this is a battered woman's shelter. They're, 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 they're undercover. They're, 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 it's anonymous. Uh, even where it is, well, well, one person can come. And I said, oh, man, I, I certainly don't want to encroach on what you're doing. And, and, and I certainly don't want to cause any kind of